right, welcome to Cover Stories B-Sides. Uh, today we have Neve. Hello. How's it going? Just chilling, chilling you. Doing all right. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. You picked a song uh, from a band that we have yet to really talk about and is someone I've really wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Deftones cover of the Smiths, Please, 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 Let Me Get What I Want. Um, so we always, we always ask, why this song? Why did you choose this song? I just like how Chino and his band like really put like their edgy spin on it. Like it was like essentially I, li- I listened to the original and it was pretty like slow and like heartfelt. But then they made it just a little more, you know, like the Deftones like whole like cover album. Like they have even like a cover of S- uh, Sleepwalk, you know, that oldie song. Yeah. And it just sounds a little more intense, you know. So I just like that aspect of it. For sure. It's a cool it's a cool cover. And I love that. The thing I like about the Deftones, they're one of the bands, like if someone asked me to define San Antonio's music taste in one band, like that's the <laughs> Deftones. And like everybody I know loves the Deftones. No, seriously. Yeah. Like I even worked at my family's coffee shop for a little bit and it was like, it's called Barrio, Bar- Barrio Barista and um, it's super San Antonio based um, West Side culture. And I remember this one customer came in and he had like hardcore like deftones tatted on his <laughs> neck i was like that is about as san antonio as it gets like i love it and like Udo pinche. <laughs> no seriously he was like cholo like it was just like the best so it really is like super san antonio like t- like texas culture i feel like it's crazy yeah it's, it's cool because i mean they're a california band but they they came out of sacramento and you hear all the influences in them like they're a heavy band but you could hear some of their sensitive sides this is an example of that mm-hmm. and you know, it's funny because um, with the Smiths, the Smiths, especially Morrissey in general, has a big following in like young Latinos specifically. Oh, yeah. It's so weird, but it makes sense that Chino and, and the rest of these guys would be into them on top of all like the punk and metal that they're into, too. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. Like with the oldies mixed in, too. Like it's crazy. Like you hear what like they're into, you know, like it, it was cool. I like the covers that they that did. It, that they did i think it's they're really underrated as as a band a famous band that does covers because Mm -hmm. they have such a wide variety um and they always put their own spin on it but it's never something that is too far away from the original um they do uh the chauffeur by duran duran which is a song i'd never heard before until i heard their version really fucking sick (laughs) dude it's sick they put their spin on it man like it looks like a tiny little remix like yeah that's like back in back in my like emo days there used to be like these albums that would come out called like pop ghost punk i don't know if you ever heard those (laughs) Man, that's essentially like what it was. (laughs) Like it's it's cool. Like I like like little edgy spins on it, you know, like any song. So it's really cool. It's really cool. It's interesting because I mean, from like lyrically, Chino's very like he's very uh, thought provoking. He's very um, very serious, but he's also very. It's almost like a hopeless romantic type of thing. Not just Mm -hmm. from a relationship perspective, but he's got these very like central lyrics that come bat with his screaming and with the you know the the overall sound of the band and i think it's cool to see like this like metal with like sensitivity and to an extent you know it's crazy like he really knows how to balance out like like melo- like making it a melody and like humming to like full-on like like yeah. screaming you know like it's a perfect balance that like i feel like only he knows how to do you know yeah and they were, I mean, even doing this, they met and informed in like the late 80s, the Deftones did. And mm-hmm. um, they, their first album, I think, came out in 95. And they were so ahead of their time. I mean, they get kind of lumped in with like new metal. And, but their early stuff, especially, it's nothing like that. There's not, I'm sure they have like influence. They probably listen to a lot of hip hop too, but mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. wasn't just like, the fret boy new metal perspective that we have now like they yeah. weren't Limp Biscuit. Limp Biscuit, dude <laughs> the lead singer looks completely different now it's so crazy oh yeah yeah but yeah it does it does sound like pretty different from all of that but it's crazy that it gets like lumped up in like that new metal like sound it's so crazy but yeah it like they really are ahead of their time like i still see people getting like white pony tats like people like are like just discovering them now you know yeah. like it's just crazy like seeing them like still like get like bigger but it's crazy did you hear about like their tour like getting pushed back not once but like twice because no. of the pandemic oh yeah yeah, yeah. That's it's right, yeah. such a bummer dude like i was kind of looking forward to seeing them because i've never been to a deftones concert but unfortunately due to circumstances you know like it just keeps on getting pushed back yeah but um 
Yeah, hopefully soon. I Thanks. saw them at South by Southwest. Really? It, it was, we got there, because this one was, like, they're one of the bands that, like, I just wanted to see just to see. Mm-hmm. And then I always forget how much I liked them until I start listening to them again, you know? Um, Hell yeah. I bet the experience is, like, ethereal in person. <laughs> it was dope. It was real cool. I mean, it was it was an outdoor show. It was a free what? show. What? Yeah. Free they, show? It was a free show on Ladybird Lake and uh, Auditorium Shores. And, uh, and yeah, it was, it, you could like, Chino looked like very, very small from where I was at, but it was <laughs> yeah. still really dope. It was real cool to just be there. And, and I mean, their, their music in general is very atmospheric and it's just kind of, it's, it's a mood, you know? It really is. Sometimes I'll just like sit there, like put both earphones in and like, it literally takes me somewhere else. Like, it's so crazy. Did you like mosh? When no, you were- <laughs> not, not at that Are you point. Mosher? No, I mean, not, not for like. It wasn't like I didn't want to. It was yeah. just more like it was the end of a long day. And oh, gotcha. Yeah. I, I kind of bike around a lot mm-hmm. to see as many shows as I can. And it's just oh, the, that's sick. It's like at 8 p.m. Yeah. So I'm like dead. I'm like, no, I need to, I need to see this. And just like the <laughs> I just old can person imagine. in the back, <laughs> arms crossed. <laughs> like just vibing in the back, yeah, feeling it. No, I'm sure. 100% there with you. Like if anything, like I stay to, I try to stray away from that when people are like, I used to go to a lot of concerts and I remember people on stage being like, open the pit. And I would be so scared. I'm like 4'10", like 99 pounds. I'm like, no, like people are going to be throwing bows, you know, like I'm like, I'm good off that. I just can't imagine. Like, I feel like people would be going hardcore at Deftones concerts because like when Chino starts screaming, you know, that energy's up. But I'm, I'm like on the sides, like, you know, feeling it out. But yeah, it's all good. But Deftones is crazy. Like... It's always fun to see the different types of people in in the crowd and and yeah, especially it's it's weird now. Have you been to a show since like the vaccines? I know things are kind of amping up again, but yeah, I, I honestly not since the everything went down like the first like to twenty twenty. Like I just kind of like been avoiding like crazy stuff. Yeah, <laughs> like I, have you? I, I went. I've gone to two. And uh, how's that now? The. Uh, <laughs> The first one I went to is, uh, do you know Follow Troy? Follow Troy? Yeah, the band mm-hmm. Follow Troy. Mm-mm, so they, they're kind of like, they're mathy metal, uh, but uh, they were playing one of their, their first albums all the way through. I'd never seen them live, so I wanted to go see them. And I felt kind of weird because this was maybe a couple of months ago. So it was before Delta was really amping things up, but it definitely mm-hmm. was here and very present. Yeah. So I had like, I was there and I just felt like I didn't want to touch anybody. Yeah, you still feel weird, right? Like, some people are just going in, like, full throttle, like, no Fs, just, like, packed sardines. Like, I've seen, like, like shots from Rolling Loud, you know? Like, people are just, like, not giving. And then they get shocked when they're they're shocked when they, like, find out they're sick. Like, dude, what do you, like, expect? But I understand, like, we're all kind of, like, wanting it to just go back to normal so bad, you know? Like, this was, like one of the biggest shocks, you know? And I feel like it's honestly so traumatic, more traumatic than we think. Like, I'm, I remember, like, when it first happened, like, and I had to go to HEB, like, dude, do you remember those lines, dude? Yeah. Like, and then, like, people would freak out and, like, overpurchase. And I was yeah. like, dude, like, I just remember going in with, like, gloves and masks. I just felt like it's gonna be such a, like, repressed memory. <laughs> like, it's just scary. Like, no, thank you. Yeah, it's wild. I, oh, yeah. During the, the winter storm, we... Oh, that was so scary. I couldn't drive anywhere because I had a flat tire, so I was just oh. sliding everywhere. Oh, no. We had to walk to a hotel, and we walked to Walmart, and there was a line going... Because, I mean, we're in the middle of a pandemic, we're in the middle of a snowstorm mm-hmm. in Texas. Mm-hmm. So there's a line going all the way across. We had to wait for a good hour or two, and it just it just felt like, like oh, this is a disaster movie. Like, <laughs> Literally. We're in the day after tomorrow. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. That was the worst. I didn't have power for three days, oh, dude. And then like, same, it was yeah. honestly on and off. So we would be like in the middle of making something. And then it's like, oh, you lost all power. You can't even finish making your food. It's like <laughs> so traumatic. No. And then like, my dad's a firefighter. So he like just had, he had to go to work, yeah. you know? And it was just like slipping and sliding down the roads. Like, man, like. I can't believe we went through this, you know, like, I don't know. People are saying that it's going to happen again, but yeah, I'm, might, yeah. I'm really preparing for the worst. I'm getting like wood, you know, cause we didn't even buy wood for our fireplace. Like it was really bad, but yeah, it's just interesting. Hoping yeah. for the best, you know, <laughs> putting in the deftones and like yeah. ignoring everything. <laughs> but yeah, man, it's cool. Like, uh, it's funny. Like 
when I was coming here, I was like, this is pretty close to my tattoo, like parlor place. Like oh, I just cool. got this. Oh, cool. And, um, my tattoo artist actually has a piece of Chino Moreno on his thigh. Oh, like, really? Chino Moreno's like screaming in the mic on his thigh. And you could see like Chino's like, um, the highlights at the end of his hair. There's oh, like yeah. a word for that. Do you know uh, what I'm talking frosted about? Tips. Frosted tips. Yes. And you could so tell Chino with like the sideburns and I'm like, oh my God, I could just hear it. I could hear RX queen, you know, like, <laughs> it's, it's badass, man. I just, I could never like get like a mural of someone. Like I'm just scared. It'll come out like janky, <laughs> but that was, that was bomb. That was That's sick. dope. And I feel like it's just so funny. Like how, like how, in, like a band from California has become like the embodiment of like San Antonio culture. And it's so crazy. Yeah. Like they're still growing till this day. Yeah. And, and, they, and their music is, I mean, they've evolved a lot and they, mm-hmm. I think I listened to a podcast called bands lane, um, where they, they talk about different bands and it's really great podcasts. Um, cool. and, uh, they were talking about how uh, White Pony, they started experimenting with like uh, electronic sounds and that has kind of carried them into like the next millennium in the sense that like all of their albums since then have utilized that. And if you listen to like My Own Summer, which is probably my favorite. Oh my um, God, yes. Shove it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, uh, it's, it's more, I guess, traditional, quote unquote, traditional like metal sounds. Mm-hmm, and like mm-hmm. when they integrated like the industrial sounds, it's just, it's so weird because I've always associated them with everything past White Pony. I forget about everything before that. Exactly. Same here. Like when I heard Ohms, like yeah, they're like Ohms latest. Dope. It's, it's dope. It's definitely like I respect it, but totally different from like their past work, yeah. you know, I heard it and I was like, this is really Deftones. Like it was just like a change, but like, I respect that they're growing as a group and they're like venturing out. Did you know Chino actually like was in a different band for a little bit? It's oh, called uh, Team, Sleep, Team Sleep, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think I heard Beloved Nights. That is a gorgeous song. It's it's different. I remember it because it was, that was like a super group. I don't remember who else was in that band. Yeah, it was just kind of random. I was like, why does it sound exactly like Chino? And I'm like, oh, because it's Chino. <laughs> it was just crazy. Like, I didn't know that bands kind of do that. They kind of experiment like, with yeah. other like, groups for a little bit. I didn't know that. That's kind of like, I tried to look at it not as like him like betraying Deftones. I think he's just kind of like, trying something yeah new. and he does his own thing and i mean there it's not like not like they broke up for that you know so yeah it's just on the side it was just kind of like yeah like on the side like he definitely had like deftones going on but then like his own stuff on the side so that's cool but you could definitely still hear like like the melody within his voice you know like he still kind of like carried that yeah it's really cool i like how like, he didn't really change that um but yeah what would you say is like your favorite album though White Pony. I feel White like, Pony, I mean, it's right? It's cliche, so iconic. But it's also the right answer. Like, I mean, I'm sure <laughs> yeah. there's not a wrong answer, but I mean, I, I was listening to this podcast and they play songs in between the talking parts. And I oh, was like, cool. fuck, I forgot how much I like White Pony. Like, Dude, yeah, it change. goes hard. And Those then, are classics. Um, uh, is Knife Party on there too? Knife Party. Knife Party is so oh, dope. Oh man, I was listening to that today too. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, like, it goes hard. Um, I remember the first time I've ever heard Deftones, I was watching... Um, Queen of the Damned. Have you ever oh, seen that? Oh, they talked about that. Yeah. Because the whole bathtub scene, right? Yes. With I was like, this is getting Malia. spicy. Yeah. <laughs> I was like mad young. I was like, wait, I like this. <laughs> that was awesome. And then that's when I uh, got introduced to Korn too. Oh, yeah? I was like, man, did you know that the lead singer of Korn played uh, an extra on that movie? Oh, no. <laughs> he was like one of the fans. Of, oh, like, really? <laughs> Yeah, it was so random. Like, well, you just see him like... <laughs> Stuart, okay, I haven't seen it, but Stuart mm-hmm. Townsend, he like... He's the plays Lestat the vampire, and he's mm-hmm. also like a, a rock star in the movie. Is that right? Yes. Yes. John Davis does a singing voice for him. Yes. Yes. So, yes. Yes. So yeah, I did. I I'm learning all this from like the podcast I listen to, and it's so cool getting that information. Like it's like, yeah, because it was like the the original Corn songs, right? Okay. Like, I, I believe so. That they, they played on Queen of the Damned. I'm not sure. I, I I remember that moment because I think it was it came out either right before, right after Aaliyah died, mm-hmm. and I remember like. I was, wasn't really into vampires at the time, but I know that that was definitely an awakening for a lot of people. No, dude. Yeah. It was crazy. She was iconic in that movie. Oh, yeah. Like the, the scene where she comes in the club and she like tears that dude's heart out of his chest. I was like, <laughs> holy shit. Like that was crazy. It was like she was awesome in that movie. But yeah, like I heard like corn, Deftones, um, not sure what else, but it was really cool. I like when movies kind of like put you on to like certain soundtracks and for you're like sure. hooked onto this, you know? So yeah, really definitely. Cool. So that's mm. that's that was your entry entry point to Deftones. Yeah, yeah. I heard change, and I was like, "This is like, 
you it just feels dark like you feel like dark energy and then it's kind of like sensual in a way and i was yeah. like i can like like move to it you know like it's such a trip yeah like, i loved it it's like simultaneously like seductive and aggressive yes. but not in like oh my god those are the two creepy best, way yeah, yeah the two best exp- like explaining words for that like that's like <laughs> perfect spot on yeah dude like chino's voice is like crazy and like there's <laughs> i watched this interview i think where like he would body surf all the time and people would he had to like make sure to tie his shoes on right because people would just like take his shoes off like both of his shoes i'm like dude that's intense and i saw this other picture that like i think he has a tramp stamp like oh, really? he was like body surfing and you just see that and you're like oh <laughs> chino we didn't know that it was just like very interesting there's no toxic masculinity from him it's appreciated <laughs> exactly i love that no i even heard like a story time from like um um she was like a big uh, fan like back in the 90s and I guess she was like she was really young like around 15 and I guess like she got invited backstage with Deftones and then she just wanted to say that like there was like no weird vibes whatsoever like they all danced the night away and it was just like pure and I'm yeah. like that sounds so like Deftones like I love that <laughs> like nothing weird like no weird allegations like I love that you know because I feel like there's a lot of dark stories oh yeah you know? we've talked about a bunch of those here on, really? on the podcast yeah and it's just, it's always there's there's disappointment when you hear from people you wouldn't expect it to, but but yeah, they're definitely the type of band that I, I feel there's a familial aspect to them, and it feels mm-hmm. very like I feel like everyone in San Antonio knows a guy who looks like Chino, <laughs> <laughs> not yeah. because it's like of coincidence, because they tried to look like Chino. <laughs> exactly. No, yeah, it's really cool. Like, um, he like for some reason I feel like if I met Chino I feel like I'd be like buddy buddy. Yeah. Him. Like I feel like some for some reason I just feel so close to him. <laughs> Yeah. Is it just me? I just watch so many interviews and I like know their songs and I'm like, I have a bond with this person. They're just a bunch of rocker fools, man. A bunch of rocker fools, bro. (laughs) What's up, fool? Like, I love it. They kind of give me that like cholo feel in a way. Like, I don't know what, like, I love the rocker fools, bro. Like, if you're like a cholo, but you listen to like rock music, like, that's where it's at. That's cool. But yeah. It's really cool. It's uh, you know it's funny you bring up Team Sleep and about how like he was doing something different because mm-hmm. uh, with this specific cover, they recorded it back in 1995 and they wanted to put it on their first album. I can't remember if it was Adrenaline or if it was their first album or their second album that they were recording, and um, they tried it. And Chino was saying in an interview that like it just didn't me- mesh with the rest of the album. Oh, okay. And the producer, uh, Terry, I can't remember his last name, Terry Stack, I think, he was just like so not about it. And there was like a, not an urban legend, but like a rumor that like he was just so against it because he like hated that type of music. It was only about metal. But in reality, just like it didn't fit with the album. And he told him like, if y'all do this, I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> He's recorded, I think, almost every Deftones album, but... They ended up doing it in the rarities, and in the the 2011 cover album, they put it on there. I've noticed, like with all of their albums, there's a specific feel to it. Like, oh, yeah. there's definitely like a different feel from obviously Ohms to like White Pony. You know what I mean? Like, it's just they definitely like stick to a certain theme, and I like that. But um, no, I could definitely see how that wouldn't like fit in <laughs> that album. You know what I mean? I like that though. Um, they just have like their own like like fluidity. I yeah. like that. Like in that cover, like there was a bunch of different like I feel like they did a cover of like an eighty song, like a super eighty song. A few, yeah. yeah. They, they even did like a Sade song. Like Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. I loved that. That's really cool. Like I like how they just don't like stick to like one certain sound. Yeah. It's really cool. They're the type of band and uh, I remember watching like Behind the Music or like the VH one documentaries in the nineties and they would talk about like different bands and they would talk about like the band Motorhead and how Motorhead mm-hmm. was the one metal band that it was cool for it was okay for the punk guys to have like on like a patch of Motorhead and I feel like Deftones is that band for a lot of different genres in the sense that like it was cool for the punk like the punk kids were still cool to like Deftones mm-hmm. it wasn't like they wouldn't get ostracized for liking Deftones as yeah. opposed to liking like Megadeth or whatever yeah. um, but then also like there's so many different like you know they have like a lot of a lot of hip hop fans and a lot of you know, 
there's the straight up metal and then there's there's punk and then they're just kind of like in the middle of everything even they though are. they don't sound like all those things there's definitely like a vibe to each of those no yeah like i know like a bunch of different friends that have like different styles that like are really into deftones and like they're just discovering them and they're like wow like this is like a whole different like world of music yeah and, like it definitely is um but yeah i love like p- like putting people onto it and they're just like dude this is like a different kind of rock yeah. like this is like way more unique it definitely is like you could tell the difference from that to like red hot chili peppers oh, yeah. or like incubus you know um but it's crazy yeah like even those like i was just kind of raised on those too um i feel like it's more like when i listen to red hot chili peppers it gives me like a like 311 like yeah. reggae almost <laughs> feel like <laughs> but it's cool um there's this one song i don't know if you ever heard um king without a crown by don't know how to pronounce his name oh yes yeah yes oh that is such a good song like i was raised on that one heavily too it kind of reminds me of that like like feel of 311 almost yeah it's really cool like i was like sometimes i like almost cry to it because it's so pretty but yeah it's just crazy how much how many different kinds of like alternative music genres there are you it's know? a spectrum yeah it really is yeah it's really cool it's but. um yeah, it's interesting because like uh, there is my we talked about like them being kind of lumped in with new metal and i just learned recently that so back to school was put on was on white pony and i was only put there because of pressure from the record executives what yeah so they hate that song like, oh wow they did like they hate it so much that when white pony was reissued they uh-huh. left it off Oh, wow. Yes, there's like a vinyl out there, White Pony, without Back to School. And I remember, like, change was my introduction to them. I remember, like, Mm -hmm. watching the music video, like, on TRL or something. And um, I remember Back to School was just so different. And I didn't dislike it or or like it. I was kind of, like, in the middle with it. But it was just so different. And that I learned just, like, yesterday that uh, they were about to put the album out. They have the, the set list. And... Their record company was like, well, hey, like Limp Bizkit and Corn are like really big right now. You should do one of those type of songs. <laughs> so they recorded it back to school and then they put it out as a single. And apparently like it's I don't know if you seen the music video for it. Yeah. It takes place in a school. Doesn't yeah. It? Yeah, yeah. 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 And then like apparently like Chino was this very he felt weird. He was like in his 30s. He's <laughs> like, I'm pretending to be in high school. Like and the whole vibe. And they, they hate that song. It's just so funny because I think that was the reason why they got lumped in with all those other bands. Yeah, that was probably the song that like made them like established yeah. with that kind of music. It was weird. I, I I thought it was just me. Like I felt like it was like kind of like people don't really talk about back to school. It's not really like a big song by them, I feel like. Yeah. Um but that's funny. Like I had a feeling that it was like just a tiny bit different from like the rest of their stuff. You know what I mean? I feel like it's a little more hardcore. There's not so much like uh, soft from them, you know, yeah, like it's yeah. no wonder like they just like felt the like pressure from like corn or like what else? Corn and, corn, and like, Biscuit. Limp Biscuit and like um, like Stained, I guess. Like, all those bands that were really oh, big at dude, the time. Stained. It kind of <laughs> reminds me somewhat of like Nickelback. Oh, yeah. <laughs> dude, it's kind of sad. They honestly made some bangers, but it was just kind of like clowned on to listen to them. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Well, like Mud Shovel was amazing. I love that song. And yeah. I remember because I, I, I'm not going to lie. I was... I still have a soft spot for like Limp Bizkit, you know? Yeah, yeah. And especially back then, I was like obsessed. And Aaron Lewis was good friends with Fred Durst. And like Fred Durst, I think, got Stain signed to Interscope because really? he was working as an A&R guy for them, I think. And so there's always that association there. But like little by little, like Aaron Lewis has become more and more like magnified, I guess, for like a better <laughs> word. And I think in, in a way, it's kind of like you look back at those songs like, oh, no, this is always like a part of him. And it just... There is like anguish, but there's also a little bit of like self-servingness with it too. Yeah. But but yeah, I, I loved much of it. I was like my favorite of their songs. Of a Nickelback? No, stained. 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 Yeah. Oh, yeah, Nickelback. <laughs> I was like, wait, really? <laughs> um, no, yeah. They had like their like signature sound. I feel like that, like it's for that time. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, do they make music anymore? Aaron Lewis is solo. He does a oh, lot of okay. like, like it's, it's essentially like blue collar walmart country rock oh, are you serious yeah he's super <laughs> maga like he's like very like maga now maga like make america great again oh yeah. really yeah. oh i don't like that i can't it's, listen to the stain the same and it's it's funny because I, I remember listening to a story or reading a story about 
Wes Borland, a guitarist, Limp Biscuit, mm-hmm. who joined Limp Biscuit again recently in the like last four or five years. And he said he was he went to because they're all from Florida, yeah. Stained and, and Limp Biscuit. And he went to Florida to visit his family or something. And then he was in an airport going back to L.A. This is where he lives. Mm-hmm. And he ran into Aaron Lewis and it had been a while. And he was like, oh, hey, like, you know, it's good to see you. Like, oh, what are you up to? He's like, I'm going back home. And Aaron Lewis got so disgusted. He's like, that's not your home, man. Like, this is your home. Like, you can't what? let, like, the California elite. This is, like, very <laughs> uncomfortable for Wes Bourne. He's like, dude, like, I've lived in L.A. for 20 years now. Like, exactly. This no, is my yeah. home. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's so crazy. Like, fame and, like, just, like, getting big, like, really changes your mindset, too. Oh, yeah. Like, if anything, it scares me. Like, I just see, like, ever since the whole, like, this is still off topic, Britney Spears, like, her oh, meltdown yeah. in public, like, shaving her head. I was like, oh, like, this is, like, more real than you think, you know? Like, everything's out there, especially, like, before social media when it was all on tabloids, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, man, like, everyone's breathing down your neck. Yeah. Like, hell no. That's why I'm surprised, like, Deftones kept it cool, <laughs> you yeah. know? Like, I've never really seen, like, anything crazy from them, any meltdowns or anything from my perspective, but it's cool, like, I like when people, like, just chill out despite, like, the crazy the craziness around them like me right now the world is ending but i'm just kind of chilling you know <laughs> like don't really know what's going on from here there's definitely i think that they it makes me appreciate people who are able to keep it together like that yeah. and it also makes me like understand why people don't because i don't know if i could like in in that environment with that pressure especially like from a young age like oh yeah i felt like because of the stuff that happened with britney spears i was a lot more like understanding of Miley Cyrus later. Oh, dude! I remember when everyone was like, "Was like she went crazy," you know? She just, but <laughs> she's just being twenty-one. <laughs> yes, exactly. Know? Like she was like growing up on like Disney, especially yeah. the Disney stars really lose their. Oh my god! And the whole Justin Bieber thing. Yeah. Like, it's just like everyone gets to a certain breaking point and then they're fine. You yeah. know what I mean? They just need to like go a little crazy, you know? But it is crazy, like having the spotlight on you, like from a young age too. Like that's definitely gonna like impact you for sure but um yeah like i hear like (laughs) some celebrities are like oh i wish i could you know just go to a grocery store and not be noticed and i'm like you know what i'm thankful to like be able to like just chill around (laughs) you know and not be like have everything like i'm doing like magnet like magnified yeah and i'm being hounded by people exactly it's like why why sia wears that giant wig yeah she was super undercover for a while too wasn't she like a ghostwriter too yeah she because before so she got i don't know she got big but with zero seven this is like this trip hop band Mm -hmm. but i was aware of her and she had a couple solo albums before she started doing that so she had moderate success. She was definitely more of like an indie rock artist or mm-hmm. indie artist, uh, for like a better word. Um, but then when she got big with like, I think she did like a Florida song. She like <laughs> did a feature on a Florida song and then Chandeliers came out. Mm-hmm. And then that's when she started wearing a wig. And like people were talking about how like, oh yeah, there's a picture of Sia like going getting groceries and no one's hounding her because no one knows, like, who knows what is. she looks like. Yeah. Exactly. That's genius, honestly. Flow Rider though, dude, what happened to him? <laughs> and Pitbull. I feel like I haven't learned like listened to anything from them. They probably took their money and chilled. A lot of musicians probably. do that. They make a yeah. banger and they just go MIA. You know what I mean? Which I kind of like, I don't like... I kind of respect it in a way. Like you kind of just like move out of the way, you know, you're like, like living in your own world, you know? Yeah, definitely. A lot of musicians do that. I can only imagine, like, I I feel like there's a lot of things that I, I, now and even as a 20 year old, I'd be like, oh, if I were famous, I would do it this way. But there's, Mm -hmm. it's so easy for like me to say that. But (laughs) I like to, I like to think that like, I would like, yeah, I do one big hit for the radio. I'm going to sell out and then I'm going to do the the rest of my time using all that money to do what I want to do. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like there are people that do that. And it makes me really like question people's motives whenever they do that and or Uh they have a big hit. And it just makes you feel like, oh, like, I don't know this person. Like, maybe this was the plan the whole time. Maybe exactly they need to get their bread and then they're done and they can do whatever <laughs> they want. They can make the music they want and not worry about what people have to say about them. Exactly. But I respect, I also respect people that like just want to keep going at it yeah. and keep like making another banger, you know, which is it's kind of hard when you make a one hit wonder to like oh, yeah. try and like beat that. But that's also kind of motivating, you know, like what can I do better this time? But I don't know. It's. It's crazy. Like, I can't imagine being a musician. Like, I feel like you have to be really creative to make a sound that's not already out. Yeah. Right? Like, is it just me? I don't know. I feel like there's already a lot of 
like genres out like i don't know so much cross-pollination and that like yeah there's it's it's hard because i feel like especially now because there are it's a shorter shelf life for things because people have access to everything they're not going to give a shit about in three months usually (laughs) yeah and people have like artists have to continuously like put out stuff Mm -hmm. to stay relevant yeah and sometimes the relevance has nothing to do with the music and sometimes it that's like what i'm saying like earlier like it makes me like think about like oh they're doing that for just to like stay talked about while they're recording their album you know? yeah yeah sometimes it doesn't mean what we think it means um it's been interesting though i think that uh you know when it comes to like writing a good song now it, it's, it's hard because there's very few things like you said that we haven't heard before Exactly. So now you have to rely on just writing a, a good song. Yeah. And that's a lot harder than people give it credit for. Dude, yes, it really is. Like, it's it's so funny now how, like, everything's different. Like, within social media, you know, I hear, like, songs, like, people talk about, like, le- being left on scene, you know, yeah. like, getting DMs. And yeah. I'm like, if someone from, like, maybe in the 80s heard this, like, they would be so lost. Yeah. Like, I think it's so funny, like, all of this new like technology is being thrown into songs too. Like it just makes me kind of like, mm, like where's the authenticity? Like, I don't know. Is it, I don't know if it's just me, but it just makes me feel like a little weird. Like it's like, we're at a point where like yeah. we involve like new, like lingo into songs. It's very interesting. It but. makes, I think that we're especially in an age now where everything feels instantly dated. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. the minute, like I always think about the word lit and now that's <laughs> oh like God. that's like a suburban like mom drinking wine word now <laughs> it whereas is, it aged. for a very it short time it was like oh like lit was actually like a, a cool thing to say yeah yeah you know? and it, the, the the half-life for for these phrases especially just goes so quick because everyone has access to it oh yeah like it's funny like as soon as like the mom drinking wine finds out about the word it's (laughs) instantly like not cool because it's been like overused but like i feel like lit was good when like maybe uh project x came out that was a great movie (laughs) that's when i got put on uh what's that song like the main song on there oh is it steve aoki song Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah Uh, oh uh pursuit of happiness no beef okay that one too yes okay both of these yes no beef is so i'm not super into like any kind of edm i don't dislike it i just Mm -hmm. not into it but no beef reminds me of going out in like 2011 2012 (laughs) and like just going bar to bar to bar and just drinking and then like getting a ride home like it just reminds me of going out in my early 20s oh and that sounds one, so fun <laughs> my brother is a dad now he has two kids wow and he was like the biggest party person i knew <laughs> his name we, his nickname was pregame because he would pre-game, pre-game like no one else that we knew <laughs> it was like already drunk before you got yeah. to the function <laughs> yeah and it's so funny because every times like i'll go over and then like we'll go and like pick up food for everybody like my parents mm-hmm. would be in town and we'll go and he'll put on no beef and it's it's like we're back in 2011 and we're driving but we're like sober and we're like not on any we're not doing anything cool but getting food to take back to like our family <laughs> how nostalgic yeah. i love that it's so cool how like a certain song can really tie you back to like a certain point in your life you oh, know yeah. what i mean like it's so trippy like i can't listen to some like certain songs because it gives me like ptsd oh, yeah. <laughs> like it's so crazy have you ever listened to like Dark Red by Steve Lacey. No. Or like any of Steve Lacey's. It gives me like a like an indie vibe. I, just, I remember li- listening to it when I was younger and I'm like, like I hear it and I instantly have growing pains. I'm like, oh no, like this is happening all <laughs> over again. <laughs> but it's cool, man. Like, it's just cool. Like, even though I was raised on like Deftones and I was like really young on it, I feel like I can still listen to it and still be in the now because it's still like, like you said, oh, yeah. like super ahead of their time, you know? Like it's like banger after banger and I'm still like, chilling like i can still like sometimes i like i'll hear like older songs from them and i'm like i forgot this existed and like yeah. jam out all over again it's really cool like i've i still have yet to like hear another band like deftones but like you can't find someone that makes that exact sound you yeah. know it's trippy i think that's another reason why like back to school sounds dated i think it's yeah. another reason why it probably wasn't included besides the fact that they hate it but it, it just feels like i think with and i hate to use Bill Cosby as an example, but oh. Bill Cosby would talk about the Cosby show mm-hmm. when uh, Michael Jamal Warner played Theo, his son, and he wanted to use like terms like that were going around in like the mid eighties. And Bill Cosby told him no, because that makes us dated. And True. 
Kazusha remained up until <laughs> up until it surfaced that he's a piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> it uh, remained very relevant because yeah. of that, because it was universal and because it was it transcended time. It wasn't that '80s show. It was like, no, that's the Cosby Show. And I feel like the Deftones do that in the sense that they don't date themselves exactly until a, we reach a point where like guitar music is dated which people say that we've reached that point i don't think that's the I case i doubt at all. that no uh it's i don't think it's ever gonna happen but with back to school because you've got that influence of like new metal and exactly like, he's not rapping but he's like like singing aggressively like <laughs> poetry you know like stuff like that like it is definitely like not like within like now you yeah. can't really listen to it like it sounds does sound old school um but uh you no, know, yeah like I just feel like the way they like write about like their feelings so raw, like you can definitely listen to that and be like, I relate to that right now. Yeah. Right. Like I just definitely like never feel like separated from it, but yeah, back to school did age, <laughs> you know, like I immediately think of Limp Bizkit and I'm like, Oh no, this is throwing it back for me. This is yeah. dad music right here. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing too. And I, I talk about this a lot in the sense that like, I, I think there are a lot of people out who assume because they like something that it's good. Like, I can admit, I like a lot of stuff that is not good. <laughs> oh, my God, same. That's just my opinion. Like, for some <laughs> reason, my brain is into that. But, yeah, like, when everyone was clowning on, like, Nickelback, like, taking it back to that, I was like, dude, this is, like, some, like, hardcore. Like, I can get down to this, you know? Like, y'all are tripping. But, um, no, yeah. What what about you? What's, like, some music that you like that, like, oh, you like think Limp is... Oh, like, Limp Biscuit. Limp Biscuit, dude, this goes hard, and you know? it's a band that I, like, refuse to, like, talk about. I, like, refuse to admit that I liked until I met someone who was way cooler than me. At, <laughs> and we were doing karaoke, and he did break stuff. I was like, oh, that was hilarious. He's like, no, dude, this was awesome. Like... <laughs> He was singing it serious. Yeah, like I, I am not doing this ironically. And I'm just like, this guy's like got way more confidence than I am. And like, why am I like doubting myself? Like, yeah, I like this shitty band, whatever. I like some of their exactly. shitty music. Exactly. You should be proud of what you like. Like, who gives a F? That's your opinion. Like, literally nobody else has to like put their like little snarky comments in. Whatever. You like what yeah. you like, you know? But it, it, it's just funny. Like if someone were to say out loud, I like Nickelback, I can't, <laughs> like that's yeah. a little funny, like don't say that out loud, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> My fiance gives me a hard time because I liked Hootie and the Blowfish at the time. Really? And I'm very like, like we've talked about how guilty pleasures shouldn't even be a real thing. You just like what you like. Just be a pleasure, yeah. Zach said that. Uh, I heard that on a podcast. Dave Earl said that. <laughs> but Zach repeated him. But um, but yeah, I feel like that, that sentiment has become a little bit more ingrained in me, especially as I've gotten older now. And like now mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I'm not cool, so I don't need to pretend that I think I'm cool, you know? Exactly. Like, you gotta, gotta like, you know what? If nothing's cooler than a person that's comfortable with themselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, when you're, like, just comfortable being you, like, even if, like, you seem annoying and you're, like, comfortable doing, like, dude, like, you're cool for being, doing that. <laughs> like, not giving F and just being you, like, that's, that's really cool. How old are you, if you don't mind me 33. asking? 33. 33, wow. Yeah. So you're definitely comfortable with yourself. <laughs> you're like, oh, you're definitely old. Uh, <laughs> Um, it's funny you bring up Nickelback though because uh, I interviewed a band one time and I was talking to them about their influence. I was writing like a, a biography for them, like a, a like a biography like article about them. And one of them, like they brought up, they were like kind of like a, a screamo band or like a post-hardcore band is more oh, okay. accurate. Wait, post-hardcore? What do you mean? Like, so like not ass screaming? Sleeping with Sirens type. <gasps> oh my God. Like almost Pierce the Veil? Or? No, I mean, not that like heavy, but they're more, they they reminded me of like the Academy is, but like with oh, harder okay, influence. gotcha. So they brought up like Memphis Make Cry or whatever, oh, okay. whatever that band is. And mm-hmm. then these other bands and one of them was like, oh, I love Nickelback. And I started laughing. He's like, <laughs> he's like, you laugh, man, but they write some really good songs. He was like so confident about it, and you know, it's I love funny. That. It's funny because like I, they're such a like they're they're kind of uh, the the butt end of every joke, you know. About mm-hmm. there's a, there's like a thing going on right now is like you're being asked to wear a mask, not to wear a Nickelback shirt. Like they're the butt <laughs> of like every joke now, but they also made a shitload of money. They did, and man. They write some like generic pop songs, but it works, you know. And I yeah. At one point, uh, the drummer to the Black Keys, Patrick Carney, um, was talking about the music industry. This is like maybe five or six years ago. 
And he's like, yeah, you get to a point where people, you ask people about rock music and they're like, oh, Nickelback is the biggest fucking band in the world right now. <laughs> and he was, he was saying it like making fun of them. And then Chad Kroger, the least Nickelback is like, whoa, the guy from Black Keys thinks we're the biggest band in the world. Like, <laughs> it's almost like, oh, you're, that's so Canadian of you that like, I can't like dislike you. <laughs> I don't like your music, but I kind of appreciate you as a person exactly. and as an artist. <laughs> Where's Nickelback now? Like. I don't know. Do they kind of just take their money too and kind of like chilled out? Because I haven't heard anything from anyone. I don't even see him out and about or anything. He's probably just chilling. I love that. It's something funny too is like when I see celebrities out and about and they're just like wearing like the most regular clothes. Adam Sandler, dude. It's like chilling. seeing a teacher out in public. Yeah, it makes me feel a little uncomfortable. I'm like, mm. <laughs> it's really cool though. Like, um, is Chino a dad? I don't know. Do you ever have kids? I, I can imagine so. I feel uh, like I know people who are dads who look like Chino, so I always <laughs> assumed that he probably Right? Was a dad. He gives me kind of a dad vibe. I'm yeah. Like, yeah, I think that he, I mean, but I feel like he's always been that way. And it's always been kind of like there's a, a catering to like what they want to do. And mm-hmm. sure, they had to fold with the pressure with songs like Back to School, but <laughs> yeah. it wasn't anything that, that they felt like completely derailed them. And in a way, I mean, back to school served its purpose. I mean, no, definitely. That was an entry point for a lot of people. And I think it was even on like little Nikki soundtrack, if I'm not mistaken. Little Nikki. Yeah. The Adam Sandler movie. Whoa, really? I think so. Did you know Adam Sandler actually did like uh, a cover of, um, like it was like Adam Sandler and also the lead singer of Incubus was doing like, they were all on stage with Deftones. Oh really? And they were doing a cover of, uh, I think it might have been Shove It. Oh, really? Uh, was this recent or like it was no, no, no. old? Old, old, So old, old. Incubus was also on the soundtrack to Little Nicky. Really? And it makes me wonder if like they're all friends because of that. Oh my gosh, cool. probably. Which is the most random group of like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Friends that you would think of. That's so cool. I love me some Incubus, dude. And like, I still follow um, Brandon Boyd, yeah. like on Instagram and everything. He looks like the most like spiritual person. <laughs> like he just looks so like in tune with himself. I love that. Um, it feels genuine though. It feels very genuine. I, I compare him to like Jared Leto where all his spirituality feels so contrived. Dude, something about like him being a cult leader. Yeah, Did you see you. that? Dude, <laughs> yeah. what was that? Oh my God. Like something about like a trip to an island. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, man, they were all wearing white. I was like, something feels really weird. Yeah. But I will say him as the Joker was pretty, pretty good. Did you like it? Were you a fan I of it? I wasn't a fan of it. Oh, nice. <laughs> he, was, he was good into like two minutes of the Snyder Cut mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. like the psycho Joker. But that's that's like a conversation for another podcast. <laughs> Definitely. It's yeah. something that I, I just have this. I've always just disliked Jared Leto so much. Are you serious? Since the uh, he was at there's a do you remember much music? It's a Canadian MTV basically. Oh, I I didn't know that. So uh, they had a stint where they were showing in the U.S. I don't think they show anymore. I don't even know if they're still around. But they used to have like a Much Music Awards called the Woody Awards. Mm -hmm. And 30 Seconds to Mars had just come out with like the kill or whatever. Mm -hmm. And they were there. And Elijah Wood was there. And Elijah Wood like made it. He was like in the hallway and Jerry Little was walking by. I don't know if he like said something. I don't even think it was making fun of him. But earlier in an interview that year... Elijah Wood had like talked shit about 30 Seconds to Mars and it wasn't I don't even think it was really that bad it was just like oh yeah didn't he have like bands like 30 Seconds to Mars I'm just not into blah 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 yeah and Jared Little I guess read that and remembered it and when Elijah Wood said hi or something in the hall Jared Little punched Elijah Wood in the face are you serious from that point on I don't even know all the circumstances of what happened and I'm not even like a huge Elijah Wood fan by uh-huh. any means, but it just made me like, that guy's a fucking asshole. Dude, to take it that serious, yeah. to like make it physical. Oh my God. Those people have always irked me like to make something like a bigger deal than it is. For like, sure. dude, like there's no need for that to like cause the ruckus. Like, dude, chill. <laughs> God, it sounds honestly entitled to yeah. me too. Like, dude, chill out. That's crazy though. I, I honestly was shocked when I realized that he was like an actor. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like for a little, oh my God, him in Fight Club. I yeah. forgot about that. Like bleached hair, totally. Like I was like, whoa. Oh, that what's that iconic song from uh that that movie from where's my mind yes pixies, pixies great favorite band song of all time. and then hey dude, oh, yeah. oh so good pixies are amazing yeah they're they're my favorite band ever and um i think that they i think more people now are using a lot of their stuff because it's so they're good needle drops for movies because they're 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 mm-hmm. almost cinematic in a way even though it's very like 
raw and in yes. some cases the production's not like the greatest but it's on purpose <laughs> yeah yeah it adds a little like aesthetic to yeah because like to the end when like you know like you see like all the bombs going off and like towers collapsing like that song was like the yeah. cherry on top yeah. like it was really nice that was such a trip um but yeah, thirty seconds to Mars. When was that? Like what like 07? era? Oh seven. Yeah. Two thousand tens, right? Somewhere around yeah. there. Wow. I'm trying to think of other bands that came out around there, or like <laughs> other bands that were big around that time. I mean, I Taking Back Sunday had their moment. That was probably a little bit before that. And then um, it's weird because I I think that I have a bubble when it comes to the music I listen to, mm-hmm. in a sense that there are certain bands that I think are bigger than they actually, or like aren't as big as I think that they are. Just because like you're always listening to them, and you yeah, think- not just me, but like people around me that oh, listen. Oh, gotcha. Them. Yeah. And at the same time, there's the opposite of that where I there's a lot of people who are like. We talked about um, Tame Impala. We did had a Tame Impala episode. Oh, man. I remember realizing it was just one person. Yeah. I was like, no way. <laughs> and Tame Impala is interesting because they are huge. But I feel like there are people who are just discovering them who are just like, oh, I'm into this indie band, Tame Impala. You probably never heard of them. Like, you who the fuck heard hasn't of heard of Tame Impala? Oh, my God. People think they're <laughs> so, like, finding, like, underground things. Yeah. I'm like, dude, let's calm it down. Who's heard this before? So I feel like, I always feel like the opposite of that. And I feel like maybe it's an overcompensation of me who, who hates when people do that, where I'm just like, oh, yeah, you know that one band. And they're like, no, who are you talking about? And I'm like, oh, like, I just assume they're bigger than they Especially with your are. friends, too, and you're listening, you know? Yeah. You're like, they're like, who's that? <laughs> That's one thing I do. I, I love the algorithm. I love that mm-hmm. I c- can get into like 20 bands who have like 50 followers on Instagram because of Spotify and because of like Apple Music or whatever. And I get exposed to this stuff that I would have never gotten to exposed to by myself. But I do miss the moment of like coming home from school and a friend being like, you have to hear this record. You have to hear this this album. I just bought it. Or I just downloaded this from Kazaa and like, it takes two hours to download. What? So like you have to like, you have to be real patient with the stuff that you download or buy because it's going to take a long time before you get anything else. You don't have everything at your fingertips. Yeah. I do miss those moments of like listening to a band with a friend because they want you to listen to it and you are actually listening to it as Aww. opposed to like, when you're with a friend, like, oh, check out this band. Like, yeah, I'll check them out. And then you don't do it till like a week later. Exactly. Because that's how fast you can get it. That's so crazy, right? Like how instant. Like we yeah. like have this like phone. Like we like Google anything at any time. And then like listen to like whatever, whenever. Like it kind of like, that's crazy. Like throwing it back. Like you said with the whole like little like, <laughs> like that's so crazy. Like I feel like my generation is like iPods. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's just so crazy that like. I feel like it was more special back then when like you guys had like physical, you know what I mean? Like parts of the music, like, yeah. you know, like that you could like pop it in and like listen it to listen to it together. Like that's so sweet. Now you just pop your like AirPods in and it's just like kind of like a solo thing, you know, like it's like internal, but that's cool. I love that. I, so I, I hear a lot of people my age or older who talk about what I was just talking about, like missing that stuff, but also like being very like against what it is now. Yeah. I'm not against what it is now. I love that I can access everything, but I love that, that there is still an appreciation for the like, you know, physical copies of things. Um, I, I proposed to my, my girlfriend now fiance mm-hmm. by making her on Etsy. There are people who will make a record, like a vinyl of a mixtape that you make. Oh, um, they, some of them want proof that you bought those songs. So I had to like, <laughs> show my receipts and stuff but yeah. i made a seven song um mixtape that they put on vinyl and each song has a different like meaning to like my my fiance and me yeah so like there are songs that like we like we're listening to on a road trip together or songs like one of the first bands we saw together live and you know i i think it's cool that that we still have ways of making those special moments with music. Exactly. And now it's easier to do that. The hardest thing is just experiencing that like fluidly, naturally, as opposed to like forcing yourself into those situations. Exactly. That is so sweet. You guys made that like he, like every song is tied in with like a memory that you have, like with her. That is so sweet. And like putting it into something physical, like that literally has like a different meaning to like music, you know, like making, like making it so personal. I love that. But yeah, now it's like, I do see where people like get like irritated with like this generation of like having instantly on your phone, you know, I feel like it almost loses like it's like importance in a way. Like, I feel like it's not so like sincere, you know, I don't know if it's just me, but like, um, it's definitely different now. It's so crazy. Like, I feel like we're just going up from here. I don't know how things are going to be later, but it's harder to, it's hard to conceptualize because like 
there is such a small window to get your attention. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm guilty of that too. Like I, if I listen to like a an, like a playlist that's been catered to me based on what I've listened to, I give a song like ten seconds. Oh my god, same. And then I drag it through like <laughs> yeah, maybe midway, yeah, and I'm like, yeah. does it get better? <laughs> and then and, but then I, I just remember like having a CD and like being forced to like listen to the whole thing because you pay twenty dollars for a CD and that's your like especially like in high school getting paid like five dollars an hour. Mm-hmm. So this is like four hours worth of money that you. That just, is so crazy. <laughs> right? Five dollars minimum wage. Wow. Yeah, I think I, I paid five forty in my first job. What? Yeah, that's insane. So if I wanted to buy a CD, especially like back then, CDs were like eighteen, twenty bucks. Yeah. I really had to like pick what I wanted. Like I really had to like be careful with it because I was stuck with that to my next paycheck. That's so crazy, <laughs> dude. Like you like have like. This like thing you worked for, CD, yeah. when like now you can like for yeah. free, like, wow, that's so crazy. I like how Spotify does create like little like playlists for you though, like based on what you like. I feel like Apple Music doesn't do that, do they? I don't I've know. Had I had Apple. Apple Music for like three months with like the free trial and I just <laughs> yeah. I like Spotify way more. I feel like it's just like a bunch of like different things that you're into, you know what I mean, will pop up to you. I like that. Um, sometimes I listen to like... <laughs> I don't know if you know, like your Virgo sign. I mean, you're Virgo. You're like, um, like your sign. Yeah, I'm a Libra. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> There's like these things on Spotify you can listen to that give you like a how you're like a little like outline of oh, your really? day. You know what I mean? Based on your sign, it's just so, so trippy. But like they're like maybe like two minutes long, and it like gives me like a little like kickstart to my day. I kind of like cool. s- s- like know what to look out for. It's very interesting. But yeah, that's. that's couple reasons why i like spotify yeah i i just i love one i think the algorithm is better i think they also have access to more stuff that apple music doesn't uh not by like royalty issues but by like interest there's songs i try to find on apple music that are like probably only on Bandcamp, but spotify has them that's so weird yeah it's it's like there's bands that like i've discovered through the algorithm that have like 10 followers on spotify but somehow they came up on my algorithm and it's all like six degrees of everything where like, oh, you listen to this band who went on tour with this band who mentioned this band in a tweet or something like, like that. Like a bunch of like mutual stuff. Yeah. That, I like that. Very interesting. But yeah, um, new metal. What's like other like bands from like, like I know Limp Bizkit. Like uh. Mudvayne, Mushroomhead. <laughs> Mushroomhead, I've never. Really? Heard. No. They uh, Mudvayne did what they did better. I think. Really? I, I, I appreciate Mudvayne because I really like the song Dig. The basses is oh so heavy. Oh my god, yes. System of a Down falls into new middle. Yes. But I think that they are like the Deftones very or Deftones more transcendent than that. And mm-hmm. just because they have songs that were very similar. Dude, but, Surge sounds like insane. Like his voice, like I feel like you can't like listen like it's he's just sounds crazy. Yeah. You know? And it adds like a spin to the song that you're like, oh, this feels like like I remember listening to Spider for the first time oh, yeah. and I was like, this is pretty intense, you know? <laughs> I remember like, um, what's their like, Chop Suey? Chop Suey. Yeah, yeah, that video goes hard and then he's like, oh, you know, I hear his voice and I'm like, I got chills down my spine every time. That was one of the first songs, like, that was one of the first difficult songs I learned to play on guitar. Really? And looking back, I'm like, oh, like we got this and I'm pretty sure if I listened to, if we had a recording from then, it would sound awful because it's one thing to play the notes, it's another thing to like make it sound good and they're <laughs> yeah. able to do this like frenetic pace and, and it's not super technical and complicated but the way they do it to make it sound the way they do, it's very interesting just to see how they bring it all together. I feel like, it, I don't know where Surge is from. I know it's like- I think Armenia. Right? I think they're all Armenian. Yes. Like, I feel like they brought some of that oh, into yeah. their music. Because it sounds a little, like, not your typical, like, American, like, rock band, you know? Yeah. Like, they brought, like, I love when, like, bands bring their own, like, kind of culture into it, you know? That was really cool. For sure. I think that there's a lot of, because when people think of New Meadow especially, there's a lot of association with, like, white frat culture. And oh yeah. Sure, you've got like Limp Biscuit, but I mean, Corn was pretty diverse. They had a bunch of uh, of people of uh, you know different uh, races in there, different ethnicities, I should say. Mm-hmm. And then you know the Armenian uh, influence on, on System of a Down and what they've brought from their specific culture, and um, and yeah, Deftones. I mean, Chino's I think half Mexican and half 
Asian. I don't know what type of Asian. Oh my god, really? That's why he's Chino because. Oh my god! Yeah, I that oh my god! That's his nickname. That's why they call him Chino. Because, wow. Yeah. What's his real name? Do you know? I don't know. Oh my god! I was like, that is his like legal name, Chino. Yeah. Wow. It's I funny because I didn't even think to like look up his real name when I learned that. I'm like, oh, he's just Chino. he's just Chino Moreno. Yeah. That's just his name. That's so funny because like usually like Hispanic like households will give you like a nickname yeah. based on like your physical appearance. So that's yeah. so funny, you know, that they're like slapping on their Chino and he just yeah. kind of went with that. I guess uh, probably another reason why like they, ident- like people in San Antonio identify with them so much because yeah. they look like us and because like the, how they like present themselves, it's very like, like I said, it's someone that you know who's just like that. Exactly. I think it's just so relatable. It's so funny. Like, I honestly didn't know he was half Hispanic either. Like, (laughs) it just kind of, like, brings so much clarity onto why, like, so many, like, Texans relate. Because, like, (laughs) so many, like, Spanish-speaking people here, and they're, like, just connected to it. Like, it's so crazy. Like, I've been thinking about getting, like, a white pony tat. And I'm like, no. And then I've seen this other tattoo where it's just, like, their Deftones, like, almost cursive font. This chick got it like all along her torso. And I'm like, dude, that's pretty intense. You know, that's like really tying your soul to Deftones. That's pretty crazy. Do you have any tattoos like associated with like bands or music or anything? Not yet. All mine are princess related, actually. I got. Oh, that's so sick. uh, Princess Leia. I've got Princess Mononoke. What? Dude, that's cool. Cersei's not a princess, but I forgot that when I got it. (laughs) She's a queen. It makes makes for a badass piece. Love it. But yeah, it's crazy when people get like tattoos, like refer- like like along the lines of music. I'm like, wow, like even like taking it back to like my tattoo artist too. Like he was tattooing me and I was like looking at his wrist and he has like a musical note right oh, here. Oh, cool. And I'm like, hmm, that looks cool. Like uh, what was the, the whole like idea behind that? Because whenever I look at tattoos, I just think there's a deeper meaning always for some reason. And he's like, mm, I dreamt about it. So then <laughs> I just went to get it the next day and i'm like that's hardcore i love Literally, that like, manifesting it <laughs> <laughs> exactly that's so sick but yeah oh like brandon boyd's like red tattoo like um on his forearm uh-huh. have you ever seen that i don't i don't know if i see it it probably re- it has like a koi fish right here oh yeah yeah it's so it looks so badass my dad has it and it like he got it right here red ink too i think it's like a prayer and um I think it means like when your heart and mind come together, like anything is possible, which is so pretty. Like I love like when something looks cool, like a tattoo and then you have like a crazy meaning behind it. Like, yeah. It looks so cool. Um, but what I just like learned is that like, if you get like something colored like ink, if you have like a really good metabolism, it'll probably fade faster. Cause that's like your body healing. Oh really? That's weird. Right. Yeah. Like I was like, I just learned that. I was like, that's so random. Like you would never think that if you had like, a good like not metabolism but like if your body like fights off like illness like, oh, okay like immunity yes 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 or, um, like you know what i'm talking about <laughs> the though, immune right? system immune system you have a <laughs> like good immune system but <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna fade faster because your body's trying to heal but that's so crazy to me like i do want to get that though red tattoos look really cool yeah brandon boyd introduced introduced me to that <laughs> like, wow. it's cool i think that because uh, like my my fiance loves green day and she's talked mm-hmm. about getting the lyric neurotic to the bone, no doubt about it, because it's literal <laughs> like to the bone. And yeah. she also like feels like she can identify with that. Like she relates to that. So I think it's cool. I, there's a lot of ideas I've had for tattoos. Um, I want to, I love, I like the misfits and I also like this band, <gasps> Texas is the reason. So I thought it'd be cool to get Texas is the reason being from Texas too. Exactly. It's like triple entendre. I guess. It's, it's perfect. Cause you're from here. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's so funny. Some people are so San Antonio that they get like literal, like two one no tatted or like <laughs> I've seen this chess piece where it like says San on the left side and then right it says Anto. San Anto. I'm like, dude, chill out. <laughs> this is like nothing really special. But if you want to rep it, you know, like, yeah, go for it. But yeah, for sure. I don't know about getting Texas tatted on me. <laughs> <laughs> There's, I don't know. I, I've got a lot of friends who got Texas tattooed. That was like their first tattoo. Yeah. And there is something like my, my fiance is from Virginia and she's like, I don't get it. Like, I don't. <laughs> have friends who have Virginia tattoos. It's probably a pride thing too. Like Texas, you know, she has friends who are proud to be from Virginia, but not at the level that everybody here is proud to be from Texas. I think on top of that, a lot of people get tatted here. Like it's just normal to be tatted. Uh, I don't know if it's just me, but I've noticed almost everyone is tatted here. They're probably like, let me just get my hometown slapped on me. You know, Yeah. Uh, I don't know about all that. (laughs) I, 
I hate seeing like those one those tattoos though, when like it's like a tear in their skin. Oh and, yeah. Like you could see like a the flag tear, behind yeah. it. I'm like, oh, dude, forget <laughs> it. That's when I know I need to leave a party when I see that. I'm like, oh god. <laughs> I had a, a friend. They a few friends lived in this uh, apartment complex, and they used to have like a fight night. Uh-huh. And it was all very friendly. I'm surprised no one actually really got into fight it. Fight night. They like, would like just have like boxing matches in like the volleyball serious? pit. Yeah. And it was always for fun. It was always like at the end of every one day would like hug up and you know and stuff like that. And my friend got the got into the ring with this guy who looked like Guile from Street Fighter. Oh. Like he was blonde. He was an ex Marine and he had one of those tats. It was like a tiger oh, mark. Oh, no. And yes. you could see the American flag. And, oh, and my friend's over like, it. we ended up tying. He's like, but he doesn't remember much of it because <laughs> I'm pre- pretty sure he got a concussion from oh, this guy. <laughs> Damn, that's crazy. I can't with the American flag in the back. Oh, I got it. <laughs> But yeah, so hey, we're uh, coming up to the end here. Do you have any uh, anything you want to add about Deftones, New Metal, about the cover? No, just that that's one of my favorite bands. And if you have listened to them, you should definitely, definitely go check them out. Awesome. Do you have anything to plug? Um, my Instagram is uh, Navachito, um, N-A-V-E-C-H-I-T-O. And um, I do some local modeling if you're ever looking for me to model like some brands. Um Hit me up, and yeah. Awesome. And where's your your family's restaurant? Or oh, uh, coffee shop is called Barrio Barista, and um, we're actually closed due to construction right now. But um, the opening should be is still to be determined. But it should be there should be updates on their Instagram at Barrio Barista when okay. it's going to be open. Cool. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming on. Yeah. Thank you for having me. This was great. Awesome.